0: Seven hits on the year, and as you just saw. Called strike three. All kinds of emotion. Back to draft week. As uh, We look at the uh, some of the top guys from New Jersey headed for the MLB draft in uh, next week, starting Sunday, the 17th. We've got Connor Stain here, UCF, uh, West Morris, West Morris Central um, 2019 grad. So uh, certainly plenty of bona fide New Jersey odds on top uh, player from Jersey to be selected in the draft coming up. Um, whether that's day one or day two, we'll find out, but most importantly, thanks for stopping by, Connor, and, uh, and welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be uh, back on again.
0: Always, always good to have you. You're back in Jersey now until the draft, right? Yeah, correct. So, so you're, you know, obviously when we talked in the winter, we talked a lot about the potential of, of this happening. And and certainly your spot, and certainly all the eye opening that, that happened in the fall, and coming closer to realizing the the potential that you kind of shown all along. Um, really, the big day for you when you went from, at least in the eyes of everybody watching, to that potential to, damn, this is reality. This is going to be a big thing on draft day. Early March, March fifth, first Saturday of the uh, of the of the month. Uh, non-league game, you face all Miss, ends up winning the College World Series. Seven innings, 11 Ks, two hits, one walk, and all of a sudden Connor Stain is a possible first-round pick. And all these things we talk about are real. Um, you know, we joke about, okay, that's the day that changed your life. But really, I mean, that kind of was. Yeah.
1: No, it was – Um, obviously, it was an incredible game. You know, um, we – Yeah. I'll give credit to Ole Miss where credit's due. They had a a rough year in regards to the middle half of the season, but they pulled it out. I mean, they were the 64th team into the college world series and they ended up winning it. I don't really know if that's ever happened before. Um, But yeah, when we were playing them, you know, their guy wasn't, wasn't anything impressive from a, from a pitch repertoire perspective, but he just pounded the zone and let us put the ball in play. And sure enough, it was a, it was a pitcher's duel for 12 innings. And then, um, Sure enough, you know, we get that hit from Riley Wash and, and we uh, end up winning that game in a walk-off fashion. But, uh, it, you know, for me, it was more so that was the biggest stage I've been on in my entire life. I've never faced a, a number two team in the country at that point. And really, I'd never faced a ranked team at that point um in my career. So coming in against them, you know, they had – I think we had like 7,000 fans or something like that at the game. It's just completely packed by the time I'm getting out there to warm up. You know, adrenaline's pumping – parts racing because we just had a tight one the night before. Um, and then I get out there and you know, I'm talking to some of my buddies after the first inning and I'm not even talking. I don't really talk um during that stuff, but they're like, hey man, like you just hit ninety eight, like you threw a bunch of ninety sevens, like you amped up. I'm just like I I'm just burning the boats, dude. Like I just I gotta do everything I can to beat them. Like every pitch is hundred percent. And you know, sure enough, like the seven innings came and went and um it was definitely an electric environment. I mean, you could just feel like every time you got a strikeout, um, or every time you closed an inning off with another score with one, two, three inning, like you could hear the uh, crowd going crazy, the floor is rumbling. So it was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, and you're you're putting up, yeah, you know, like you said, you're hitting 97, 98, the first inning. Um, and then all of a sudden, right, that's that's when you kind of shot up the 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 draft chart to that possible first day pick. You know, that month of March, I think, right, you were the longest in the country before giving up an earned run, if I remember, um, you know, into like the 30s of innings or something like that. Um, the attention sort of changed, I guess, at that point too, from the outside. How were you able to kind of block that out when you needed to and, and focus on what was ahead?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was one of the longest streaks, I think, in like the last 20 years. Um, I know UCF streak was 39, um, but, you know, my first earned runs came my first and only earned runs of the season came off of when I was injured. So from ECU on, I was injured. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, honestly, the way I kind of just combated it was just literally batter to batter. I don't play the pitch to pitch game. I think that's a little bit too in too you know, in depth and almost diabolical in a way you're kind of playing with yourself. But um, batter to batter worked for me. So, you know, every game I'd go, I wouldn't tell myself I'm pitching seven innings. I'd tell myself, you know, one batter at a time. And that was just how I played it. You know, I'd get one done. There would be that success kind of um, reward for myself. And then I'd go into the next batter with the same mindset. But um, on top of that, it really was just, you know me. We've known each other for quite a long time. Um, I personally do believe that I am, one of the best pitchers in the world because you know we talk about country but this is how it is it's like you call the best college kids in the country the best college kids in the world so um i think i'm up there and uh, that's just how i played the game like i go up against a kid if i'm facing gonzalez from old miss who um is a projected first rounder next year well my opinion is that i am a better first rounder than him and that's how i played it in those games and that's just how i carried myself um and that just ended up working out, fortunately. And then sure enough, like we all know, you know, injuries, um, injuries stop a lot of good things and put them to a halt. So that's just how the dice rolled.
0: Now you're, you you should be ready to go, right? I mean, it wasn't any long, it wasn't certainly arm or shoulder injuries. It was uh, kind of hurt yourself covering first on a, on a uh, little PFP action. And then uh, some blister problems, right? So these are things that should be cleared up by, uh, by the draft and, you know, time to hit the ground run hundred percent. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, um, we had, you know, the couple of those minor injuries, those were maybe a week at a time and not even like I didn't even miss a start for those. Obviously I did the start that I was injured. Um, but like I was back the following week, um, the finger, you know, um, my trainer just, you know, he didn't have a firm understanding on what to do with blisters and it just prolonged this, but I'm um, taking the right precautionary measures to keep it healthy. So the plan between myself, my advisor, the teams we talked to is that by the time the draft's over, um, you know, I sign with them two weeks post signing. You kind of head out to the instructs at wherever their facility is. Um, I should be good to go by then 100 percent. And like you said, just hit the ground running. So in the next following couple of days, I'll begin back onto a throwing program so that my arm's ready to go, but still giving my finger some rest.
0: We'll be getting the total arm care video soon.
1: I'm sure, you know, my buddy Griffin, uh, he's home, so I'm sure he'll make another one. And worst comes to worst, Drown will will take a shot at doing some edits.
0: Yeah, we got to work on Tom's uh, videography skills a little bit. Great, great pitching coach, but yeah. not the best videographer, right? A hundred percent. Yep, that's Tom Drown for everybody who uh, doesn't know out there Total Arm Care. We've talked about them and uh, the great stuff that they do for for pitchers, and Connor certainly being a product of their... Um, Yes, it's been a dream of yours since you were a, a, a little Connor, um, mm-hmm. which I, I can't imagine you ever being that little, but you know, we're, we're, you know, when this airs less than a week away from, you know, that becoming a reality um, what's the feeling like in, in your head as this draws closer.
1: Um, it's, it's surreal. That's for sure. I mean, you know, like I said, um. Like it's, it's my, it's my screensaver still. Let's see if I got, yeah, I got no one on there. So it's hard to read, but it says I'll be a first rounder than 2022. i draft. It's going to help you. It's not going to be easy stuff like that. Um, that's been my lock screen for years. So uh, you know, it not being a fir- first round, most likely it could be, it could not. Um, it's a little bit of, of a dagger, but it's still an incredible feeling. Um, it, like you said, it is a dream. That's been a dream since I was in kindergarten Um. But it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I got buddies from UCF who are going to the draft as well. Uh, guys from Maryland, you know, uh, Max Martin, he's going to be in it as well. We caught up a little bit at the Combine. Uh, first time we got to really talk in person, but, you know, we're both with Jeff, so gives us a little a common middle ground to talk to one another. But for me personally, it's it's just, it's surreal from, you know, the whole having Tourette syndrome and there only being one guy, two guys really to do it in the pros. Um how far I'd come from being in a situation my freshman year at Maryland to being the ace my junior year at a school that, quite honestly, if we didn't have as many injuries, probably would have been a serious contender um, in the playoffs. Yeah. And, um, you know, now it's kind of unfortunately college has come to an end. You know, I don't get to enjoy that environment, but this opens a whole new door of opportunity to take that next step closer to being an MLB baseball player rather than just, you know, being a dream of mine.
0: Yep. Yep. Now you mentioned obviously uh, the the most notable um, person with Tourette's that played in the majors, Jim Eisenreich, for years, mm-hmm. and 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 with the Phillies, obviously most notably. Um, you said in in the past that that your goal is to certainly raise awareness, whether it's you know through you know, and you you talked about wanting to be do some sort of foundation, you know, as you as your platform increases, um, I guess those plans sort of increase as well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, I uh, I have a sweatshirt on, so I can't show it, but I have the Relentless tattoo on my, inside my left bicep, and you know, the TNDS being in teal, uh, I want to build a brand off of that, you know, shirts, baseball, apparel, all those things, but you can basically customize the TNDS to a different color for, um, you could do like, basically, um, the different color puzzle for autism, you could do pink for breast cancer, anything to basically spread awareness to what you want. And relentless is just supposed to be the motto that you're relentless in your pursuit to success and pursuit to happiness and whatever it takes to be happy, no matter what you're dealing with, you can accomplish it. Um, whatever goals you have set, you can accomplish it. So that's going to probably go hand in hand with, um, with a Tourette syndrome foundation and fundraiser that myself and, and Jeff will help coordinate along with my dad, because I know he's very big into this as well. Um, so I'm sure that's going to, Like you said, as I kind of work my way through the minors and hopefully get into the major league status, um, that'll carry more weight. It'll start hitting the ground running. And uh, hopefully that can become something really big, because I do personally believe not only is Tourette syndrome not really well known for most people, but it's great if you can find something that can spread awareness to every other disability and illness and disorder rather than it just being one. So I think that'll be really awesome. Definitely. Um, What was your favorite team growing
0: up? I mean, it has to be the Yankees. Um, you know, I, I've grown. Because we, we know it's about to be whoever calls your name is going to become your favorite team. But yeah, that's no doubt. Them. it has. But, to be. but just curious growing up who your favorite was.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, like get hopscotches. Like when you're a little kid, you like the Yankees because they're the best team ever. Um, as I got older, I kind of liked more players on on the Rays. Uh, you know, they got guys I really look up to and admire, like Glassnow, Shane Baz. Shane McClanahan went to USF. Um, so I can't say I look up to him, but he's an incredible arm. Um, uh, you know, so the Rays have been a big one, especially kind of in the mo- past couple of years. Um, and then, you know, I don't like the Red Sox because they're opposed to the Yankees, but I enjoyed going to Red Sox games. I mean, their fans are, are some of the craziest people I've ever met in my entire life. So, you know, I've hopscotched around, you know, a little bit.
0: One last before we go, the, you mentioned the Combine. Um, your takeaways for and and most memorable experiences from the uh from the draft combine
1: yeah and the takeaways are that there's a lot of good competition out there um you know i saw something the other day that had me in the top 26 arms in the country slash world however you want to phrase those things um but you know i went out there and and i'm watching these kids pitch and sure enough i'm still injured so you know i can only get up to a five or something like that but um There's kids in Juco, Mizorowski, flying up the draft boards, throwing 100 every pitch His changed up 93, 95. Um, So the takeaway really is there's a lot of incredible talent out there um, and that if you want to be that guy not at the the draft level and minor league level, you want to be at the professional level MLB, like there's no days off. Like you're working every day. If you're taking time off, it's another chance for the guys to get better. So um, as much as it was an incredible time, that was that, you know, another one of those parts in your life where, like, this is an eye-opener. Like, I know I'm good. and I'm really good. But there's kids who are just as good who I got to beat out in one way, shape, or form. And um, I think the coolest moment, you know, we only got three minutes on the mound. It's just, you know, it's structured by television because everything was on MLB Network. Mm -hmm. But um, it was pretty incredible. You know, you're warming up in the bullpen uh, at Petco Park. You're looking out there. There's 2,000 kids screaming, losing their mind. Um, Then you get out on the mound and it's just you and 60 scouts and a bunch of other really good baseball players watching you. So um, it was pretty surreal. And, you know, hopefully that won't be the uh, last time I'm ever pitching on an MLB
0: mound. Or at Petco, right? Hopefully we'll, uh, that could, that could change pretty soon. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's hope, let's hope, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like waiting a long time. I know you probably don't. So let's, let's hope we hear that Sunday night rather than having to wait till Monday. But like I said, you know, late first day, early second, the uh, the next chapter is about to begin and uh, we couldn't be more excited for you, Connor. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you. Always, uh, always fun coming back, talking to a Sandlot legend. That's right. Oh,
0: no, no, no. You're the Sandlot legend. I'm just the old guy that ran it called off games too early. That's, that's another episode. We appreciate it. Connor staying our special guest. As we said, uh, odds on first, then NJ got to be drafted coming up next week. And we will certainly keep an eye on that and look forward to catching everybody the rest of the week as we preview the MLB draft.